0: The Lord's good, at me. Yes, the Lord's very good. Lord, bless the, the Spanish ministry, whatever you call it, Rio something, you know. you know. I speak North Carolina, and so I'm going to be interpreting for Viaswab because he speaks Polish, and nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wanted to welcome uh, everybody, and I want to welcome our guest speaker, Viaswab. And he brought his wife this time, so we would like for you to stand up. And I don't think I've ever met her before. And uh, this wife has been spoken here a few times, actually last couple years, and uh, it's really brought some uh, really significant words to us. So here's what I suggest you do is turn your receiver on. And receive an impartation from the Lord, because I believe the Lord wants to say something that will speak to your heart, uh, not just your mind. That's the main thing. And I really believe in the power of impartation uh, when somebody, especially when you get somebody from another nation, they carry something a little different. And, you know, God wants to cross-pollinate us into what he's doing in other places and so that's, that's what I'm looking forward to this morning. No pressure, Vyaswab. will not you come on up here and I'll pray for you. You guys reach your hands towards him. And we'll just give him a good old Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Uh, thank you for grace and thank you for your love, Lord, that has given us all the gifts and has equipped us, Lord. And so we just pray for the release this morning. We just give, uh, give Swab the freedom in the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, just to say what the Spirit of the Lord would have to say to us this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We don't take any of this thing. We, We believe that you orchestrate things and organize things, and you have an administration in heaven that's working in our lives, Lord. And everything that you do, Lord, we do not take it for granted. Lord, we believe that there's a purpose, Lord, and we believe there's a purpose this morning... And this while being here, Lord, and we want to be able to receive all that you have for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.
1: Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. It's good to be back here in your church, and I really enjoy being at a meeting. And, uh, you know, this to see and experience the life here and this here about all the things that you're doing and God is doing among you and this time of worship in freedom and joy joy of the lord this is something something that i really appreciate here and and i thank you for, for this opportunity to be again and thank you for the pastor to to be able to share with you things that are on my heart you know i usually when i i i like to to speak when i speak i like to speak what is on my heart so the pro- my problem is that even if, when i prepare a message you know the Message for one meeting, this message usually doesn't fit to another meeting. I have to, there's something, 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 something different comes out every, every, every time. So, this is also a good thing because I have to rely on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I have to, 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 to listen to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, as we are on this meeting this, this, this morning, uh, I hear a so few things that really kind of correspond with my heart. The one thing is, look, to Jesus, look lift your eyes to Jesus. And I've heard this when when someone was talking about it that we need to look at Jesus and this is what I want to to do. I want us to look to, to Jesus and and see him and have a revelation of him because I believe that that revelation of Jesus should be something continuing in our lives. This is not one time experience no, to know Jesus. This is continuing revelation and he is so so great, he is so wonderful, he is so rich. The Bible says that all the riches, all the knowledge of the wisdom is in him. Is in Jesus. So we have we are in this process of knowing him and I I like what what Paul says says in 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 Colossians uh, that this his uh, this desire uh, desire is to know him to know the power of his resurrection. This was his desire. He he had this continuous hunger to know him to have revelation of him. And when he speaks to the church to the churches, he says the same. I want you to have this. I want you to have it. There is more than you have already. There is more. You there is more from Jesus. There is more to learn uh, of him. There is more to to have to get a revelation of him. For, for, for our, our lives. And in Poland recently, I hear very often, I hear the word harvest. You know, and, when, and this, is, this is what God is saying. That God is saying that harvest, at least I'm saying now about Poland. I want just to share with you a few, few, few things, few testimonies. He says harvest, but the harvest is a sense that, he, that the harvest is around us. The harvest is in our Jerusalem. Harvest is not only somewhere else, somewhere in other, other places, other countries. Harvest is, is in, in, around us. And God is really speaking very, very, uh, very clearly and, say, and ask this question often Where is your harvest? Where is your f- field? Where is your field? So I had myself, I had to change, Change. Change. I had to think different than I was thinking, I, I used to think. You know, I, I, I was a pastor, I'm still pastoring, and most of my time is among, among believers. But God started to, to speak to me that I need to go out, I need myself to go to, the, to, to reach people. I, he gave this, this word that the Son of God came to seek and to save that what was lost. And he's, he showed me that it is my responsibility to reach, to, reach, uh, to reach out, that I, I have to be one that will fulfill his commandment to go and, t- and make disciples. So I have to, to, to change, and this is so exciting because when, I, I, when I, I, I pray, I ask him, Lord, lead me to people or bring people to me that don't know you. We see in, in Poland, we see in the last two years, we see really the change of spiritual climate, I, I, I can say. We've been praying for many, for many years. We've been praying for, for change, for transformation, for revival. We've been trying, praying to God that he will, will bring the change in our nation. And I, I believe that we are in the time, the beginning of the time, when, when he is really moving and the, the design the sign of of spiritual, of change of spiritual climate is is very obvious. In last two years, we had the biggest events in Poland, like like one of them was was evangelistic campaign that was was in the national stadium in Warsaw, where 59,000 people came for evangelistic, for this evangelistic event. and It was organized by Catholic Charismatics. And... So for Polish for Polish standards, it's a big, big number. Last year we had a Franklin Graham, uh, and we had another c- campaign, two days campaign in the in the stadium, another stadium in Warsaw, in capital city, and we had about thirty thousand people that came for this, that came for those, for those, for those meetings. And when, when on the first day, when they, they made the, the, the call to come to the front to to, to, uh, to, to receive Jesus or to, to accept Jesus. There, there, about seven thousand people came to, came came down, and so they were not even prepared with the materials. They because there was more more people there than materials that they had. So this is these are signs of something of something is, is happening. happening. Also, you know, God is God is working with people and, and bringing people. I had a one one experience. I just tell you, a couple couple months ago, I have a friend that we from school from school, uh, and we meet from time to time, I share with him, I, I teach him, I preach to him, and he is not born again yet, but he is very, very close, but he is very hungry for the world, he listens to, to me, especially when he's in, in hard times, you know, and then he comes and, and he very open, but when I met him, uh, I met him uh, one time, and he says, you know what, I, I have a friend, another who is an atheist and when i met him and we were just the, the, the having having dinner together and he said me said to me that that he said i have to to get converted this atheist said and he said i i need it so he, my, my friend said okay i told you about you because he, he knows that, that that who i am and so and so so and the guy said i want to meet him i need to meet him i have to meet him so he insisted several times he was calling him so eventually we've met and this guy came to the meeting we've met in his in my friend's home and i said what's what's what do you want to tell t- tell me why you why you uh, where you come and he said you know i had a, a i met a woman some time ago i met a woman that that shared with me her testimony and you know, as she was sharing her testimony, for the first time in my life, I realized that there is spiritual dimension. Wow. I never realized that. I was a man that didn't didn't look to anything. I was proud. I was I was doing my own things. I, I brought up my children as atheists. And I'm sorry for that today, he says. But uh, but I, I was I was very strong, I was so Selfish and everything. This guy was very, very ed- well educated. He has positions in different, different companies. He was a business businessman, and then he came to me and and he said, "I want change." And when she, I, he said, when this lady was talking to me, I saw something. He, she was not. She was like in trance. She was talking to me, and like. I saw I saw this spiritual dimension that, that in what she was talking. So I need to do something about it. He said. So I said, okay, you, you can you can be you can be changed today. Do you know what is your problem? And he says, Ask me what. I said, your problem is pride. <laughs> and he said, yes, that's true. So I want to get rid of this. So you know, it was it was very shortly. I just said, you know, you have to, to you have to repent. You have to just say sorry. You have just turn and uh, turn from your old ways. And you just have to submit to the Lord, to, Lord, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was very easy. He was ready. He was ready. We prayed. For, I prayed for him. I asked him first to pray. I said, oh, I, I can't. I don't know how to pray because I know that you maybe, you expect something. I said, no, I don't expect. I expect you that you share your heart with God. And you say sorry for what, you, what you've done. And then you want to submit your life to Jesus Christ. And he did it. And he did it, and then I pray for him i, I, I was I, I pray there was a prayer of deliverance for, for him, and then he, I said, "What do you feel?" And he said, "Something just left me, something left me so and then us. this is this is one testimony. and then i had in, in in the time very short time, I' heard about other p- situations, people are telling me about the atheists they are hungry, they're hungry, they're coming to get the Lord they are see they are, they're searching for the Lord, so all those things telling us that Harvest is ready. A harvest is ready. God wants us to be to be involved ourselves. He wants us every one of us, each of us each of us to be people that are searching they are looking for those they need Christ they need Jesus because He wants to reveal himself to those they are they are far far from him to those they are in the world to those they are. Yeah, in those in this dying, living in this in this dying world, so we be, we need to become sensitive. Jesus says, "Harvest is ready," and the question is, are you are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to look to your harvest to your to your fields? And when when you do this, when you do this with this desire in your heart, when you pray to God, maybe we say, "Okay, I don't know. I'm not an evangelist." You know, I was I was saying the same. I'm not an evangelist. I'm pastor but it's you know it's not true Jesus said that every one of us has since we received the holy spirit we are called to to witness about Jesus and to bring other people other people to Christ so this is this is one of the things I I just wanted to to, to share with you as a testimony and the and the word I have to, to for you today and I would like to share with you is from from Ephesians chapter five, uh, verses twenty-five to twenty-seven, this is very known, well-known scripture. It's, it starts verse twenty-five. Starts the, the husband should love should love her wives. as Christ also loved the church and gave, gave himself for her. I'm just I want to today to focus on this on this part. Christ also loved the church and gave himself. For her, but but and when I'm saying this, God, her lo- Christ loved the church. The next, they want to say, what about you? Oh, that's good. Christ loved the church, but what about you? It's it says here that Christ. Loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, word. that he might he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and with, without blemish. You know, when I when I when I look to this scripture, I see this as a very very powerful scripture, because it, first it says that Jesus had a vision, very clear, has a vision for his church. He sees his church as a powerful, sanctified church that, that, that is glorious church, carrying his glory, carrying his presence in this world. This is what Jesus is saying. He, he, he gave himself, he gave himself for the church that is glorious church, glorious church. He gave him church that, that, that carries his glory, carries his presence. You know, the glory means the, the manifesting, manifesting presence of God. And Jesus, Jesus loved the word, so he gave himself. Jesus is today, he is the, our example. He is our example how we can love, how we should love the church. And I believe we live in a very, very uh, crazy world. And the, the, this, the, this world puts a pressure on the church. And we see this from inside and from outside. There's this pressure pressure is so, so big. The, I, I believe that because of the plans of Jesus, the, the devil hates the church, and he does everything to undermine the church, to, 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 to weaken it, if possible, to destroy. It. Because he is the one that wants to destroy. So we are today, we, as, as God's people, we have to be aware of, this, of, this, of those tendencies, of what the, what the enemy is, is trying to do, so we may not only stay strong, not only defend ourselves but we would also fulfill the purpose that God has for us. It's not enough even to defend ourselves from the, from the world. It's important to fulfill the purposes that God has. Because, because when Jesus was praying, he said to the Father, I'm not asking you, Father, that you take them out of the world, yeah. but to keep them fr- from the evil one. So we have, so we have responsibility here. We are on this earth because of him. We are on this earth because he wanted us here. We are on the, on the earth to represent him and to present, to present to present him to this world. This is why we are here. And the Bible clearly says that we are not living for ourselves anymore. We should not live for ourselves anymore, but we, should be consci- we consciously should live for him. This is the purpose why we are here. And when I say church, of course, you understand. I'm not talking about the building. I'm not talking about the meetings only. I'm not talking about the names. I'm talking about you and me. I'm talking about you and me. We are the church. And everything, when we say church, we should say, we should first apply to ourselves. It's about me. It's about me. It's also my responsibility. So it says Jesus loved the church. The way that he gave himself for her. He loves the church. He showed the true love. He showed the perfect love. And you know he wants us to love the church the same way I he did. I he loves the church. Would you agree? Because he is in us, because he wants that we become like him. He called us, he called us that we follow him and we become like him in our lives so we can represent him and present present him to, to the people around us he loved the church With real love perfect love means to give yourself to others first to give yourself to god the father and then to give yourself to others so jesus loved the church what about you He had this vision for the church. He, his life was, was f- completely focused on the vision that he had because he said, I am leaving. I am leaving from this earth, but I leave you here that you, that you will continue my work, that you will continue what I, was, what, what I was doing. This is what he said to his disciples. He trained his disciples, he taught his disciples that he may continue the work he started. And he said more, you will do greater things than I was doing because I am going to the Father. Right. You know, this is, still, this is still question. This is still kind of uh, for us. What does it really mean? <clears throat> what does it really mean? But when he said that, it's true. Yeah. When he said it's so true, he called us that we do things that he was doing and greater things, but we can begin from the place what, where, what we, from, the, from the place where we know what we should do, and one of the things is to carry this love that Christ put in, in us to carry to other people. That we will be intentional in this, in our love. That we will think the way that Jesus was, uh, Jesus was thinking. Toward the church. Toward the church people. Toward each other. You know, he says, Jesus said two things. He said that by two things the world will know Jesus. One is unity. And second thing is Love. By, by that this, that you will love, how, love how, how you love each other, the world will, will know me. That was Jesus said. So, this is so important for us that we really, really kind of uh, look at this and ask a question, evaluate our life comparing to Christ. Do I love the church as Jesus loves? You know, I see when I, I travel, I, mostly in Poland, but I see that enemy tries to, to, to bring kind of deception to the church by independent spirit, uh, this individualism, I and God, my relationship with God, and in fact, I don't need anybody else. This is not Christ-like life. And I believe the enemy wants to, to, to scatter us. Scatter God's people. Because then he can attack us and destroy us. So in this time, in this, in this situation, with this crazy world, we, be, we need to become even more people. They are more together. They see that the value of the church, the value of the fellowship, the value of the, of this, of, of the, of the fellowship of the, of the church that God really made him he made the church he started this church he is the church he's building his church and he wants us to be close to each other because this is the the protection this is the power this is the this is the the place where we can grow and mature in 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 in, in him this is so important that we have this sense of belonging that we have to sense on belonging and then we want to be we want to be part we want to belong. We want to, to to have this desire to be part of, to belong. It means we love to spend time together, not only in the meetings on Sunday, but just everyday life. In everyday life, yeah. to be together, yeah. to be together, to be close to each other, to love each other as Jesus loved the church. So he had this vision. He saw this glorious church. And then he had a passion. He had a passion for the ch- for his church. He says that the zeal consumes him, the zeal for the house of, 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 the, of, of God, his house of the Lord consumes him. You know what does it mean? This passion, this this in heart, you know, this 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 is the expression of, of, of love. Having this uh, passion and this passion brought him to the dead. he gave his life he gave everything he had for the church that he loved so for me the the the, the expression of love is passion for the for the church passion that causes you to to think to do to 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 Uh, to act the way that people are drawn to you. The other people are drawn to you. They want to be with you. They want to be around you. So Jesus had a vision. He had a passion. And he really uh, valued fellowship. I remember this, and you remember probably the time when he was, when Jesus was uh, before just before, he, before his his death, he was he had this uh, last supper with with the, with his disciples, and his Bible says in Luke he says. In verse in Luke twenty three and verse fifteen he says with fervent desire I have desires to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, you know this. This really touches me. You know, he knew what he what's what's ahead of him. He knew he already felt this what what's what's coming. And in this this difficult time, the most difficult time, he didn't think about himself. In his difficult situation, he didn't think about himself. He was thinking about them. And he said, "I desire, I eagerly desire, with fervent desire, I have desire to spend this time with you, to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. This is an example of love that Jesus had. He didn't think about himself. He didn't concentrate on himself. He just said, I desire to be with you. Fellowship with his. He called them. His Bible said he called them to be with them, that, he may, that they will be with him and he, he desired, and he was with, with them in spite of his, his situation, in spite of his personal difficulties he had before his death. He said, I, want to, I wanted to be with you. Jesus loved the church, and he expressed this by the fellowship. So he loved, what about, what about us? What about you? Do you love the church the same way as he did? Another thing that that I believe his love was expressed was by his humility. This was the son of God that came to the earth and his Bible says that he humbled himself. He humbled himself and who being in the form of God did not consider it Robert to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation this is, this, is the, the, this is humility. Make himself of no reputation, taking the form of the bond servant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Humility leads you to obedience. True Humility will lead you to obedience, and Jesus is his example. He totally he loved his church, and he showed by his, by his by his humility. And the Bible says that because he humbled himself, because he he had, he didn't he made himself of no reputation. Because of this great humility, God has exalted him over everything. Because he humbled himself, God highly, the Bible says, highly exalted him and and given him the name which is above every name. Hallelujah. This is our Jesus. This is our Jesus. This is the expression of his love. He was humble. He was humble. He humbled himself. The next time we have to to go a little farther. The next time I would like to, to, to see, and I, I would like you to see, as an expression of, of love, is his commitment. He was totally commitment to the people that God gave him. His, his committed with what was seen in every, every day when, the, when he was with his, with his disciples. And then even when he died, and he, after his resurrection... His commitment will sin because for 40 days he would meet with them and teach them. And he wanted to make sure that these people understand, that people know why they are on this earth. And he was talking to them about the kingdom of God for 40 days. He was totally committed to the ministry that Father gave him. And he was totally committed to the people he he gave him. The next, I see this expression of love to the church, toward the church, is his responsibility. Not comfort, not, not comfort, but faithfulness. He didn't look for his own comfort. He didn't look for his own good. He was just totally faithful. He was a servant of God, the Father. You know, he was the the Bible said that he didn't come to to be served, but he came to serve and give his life as a ransom for for, for many. But this important thing is that he was the first thing, he was the servant of the Father, servant of God toward people. So the first thing was he had to hear from from him. He had had to hear from the Father. And Jesus said, I don't say anything, I don't do anything unless the Father tells me to do. This was real servanthood. And this is the, the picture of real responsibility. And Jesus said also to, 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 to the, to, in his, when he was talking to the people, he said, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back his feet to the kingdom of God. This is responsibility. Once you, 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 you take it, you just hold it and you, and you move on. And very often, God speaks to our lives. Very often, He says something, and we know that He spoke. And we start doing something, and then we resign. Then we stop. I believe the example of Jesus is an example of, of, of responsibility, of being responsible for the things that God, God has given to us. The next thing I want to share is forgiveness. If you love, if you love, you will forgive. You know, the Bible says very clearly Jesus said that if you don't forgive people that sin against you, you will not be forgiven. So this is not an option for us. This is a requirement. And forgiveness is mainly, is needed for us if we know that we have to forgive somebody. Because unforgiveness can destroy our life. Unforgiveness can destroy us. So Jesus very clearly says, you have to forgive. And he says, when the the disciples came to him and asked him, how many times? And you know, I think this applies to the same person when they were talking. It seems like the context is to the same person you have to forgive. How many times I have forgive her <laughs> if she sins against me? Seven times? Our measure is, let's say, the highest is seven times. What Jesus said? Not seven times, but 70... How is it in English? Multiplied, yeah. Mul- multiply So... So it's crazy, <laughs> but it means that we have to live a life of forgiveness. We have to. Live. We cannot carry anything. And you know, the first thing is make a decision that we forgive. This is what, what can bring bring healing. It we, we doesn't matter what we feel because when we are hurt, we feel we feel hurt. But forgiveness is a choice. It's a choice. and if we do this we are free inside we are free inside and Jesus forgave all our sins he didn't he didn't wait till we change that he may forgive he just he just forgave us unconditionally so and we can receive this forgiveness anytime when as we when we humble ourselves through him and we say i need forgive forgiveness he was he was forgiving he forgave on the cross in the time when we were still, we were in sins. This is Jesus. This is expression of his love. But what is the next, next step after forgiveness? And this is even more, more, more difficult for us people. The next step after forgiveness is reconciliation. And I hear all. I hear everywhere. I hear very often people say, "I forgive, but I don't want to have anything to do with with with, with, the, with this person of this those people." This is not God's heart. Jesus loved the world. Jesus loved us so much that he he God so loved the world that he reconciled us, and he was not the guilty side but he reconciled us with himself. Yeah? He reconciled us with himself. And I believe, and this is my experience also, does, when we keep our hearts pure, when we forgive those they, they hurt us, they, and we, we believe in reconciliation, reconciliation will come. Because he wants his body to be reconciled. He wants his body to love each other. He wants his body to be in unity. This is his, this is his requirement. I remember the times when I was hurt very very much for, for from from my closest people in the in the history, and it has to do all that has to do with the church life. Yeah, because there was opposition, very strong opposition, and. And God, God was telling me, you keep your heart clean. And I had to forgive, and I had to believe in reconciliation. And you know, and I, I, they understood that my heart has to be ready for reconciliation any time when the other side is ready. And then God brings reconciliation. This is this is Jesus. He is an example he, reco- he reconciled us with himself, and when reconciliation comes, then the friendship comes. I think the body of Christ, I think that the the, the the church people, they should be friends. Of course, I understand they cannot we cannot be friends with everybody on the same level, but it's not the matter. The matter is that we feel that we are friends. You know, Jesus, Jesus said to his disciples, I don't call you anymore the, my, my, my uh, servants, I call you my friends. If you do the, what I am what telling you to do, he wants, he wants friends. Jesus wants friends. So if he wants friends, he wants us to be friends to be us to be close to each other to us to, to to wish good to each other to just to express our this this friendship to each other in any any possible way Jesus love is expressed by friendship he loves the church what about you and then the last thing what i see as an expression of his love to the church is the covenant. It's a covenant. He made this covenant with us. He made this covenant with us. He paid the price. He he paid the price for the covenant. And when he when he at the last supper he said this is cup is the covenant of in my blood. I'm paying the price. We are covenant people. We are covenant in him. And if, if we are in covenant with him, we are in covenant with each other. And I believe that this, this covenant is so important as a testimony to the world outside. This is so important that people, people see that we are different. People see that we are, we are bind together. That see, that it's not only we have not only those nice, good relationships, but we have spiritual ties that come from from Him. We are bound by Him, by His covenant to each other. So it's so important when when God places you somewhere, He places you. In this church, when he places you in this church, he places you for good and bad, for for different times. He doesn't place you only for the time when everything is good, everything is fine and nice. He places you for good and bad. And I believe that each of, of us, with this attitude, can have influence, and has influence, what's going, what's happening in this church. I believe so because I have an experience. I I could go share testimony, but we don't have time. But I'm telling you, I believe. I believe that every one of us has an influence. If your your heart is Christ-like, you have influence on what's going on in the church. Because really, the what's what's the church is a kind of uh, how to say uh in English, when you take all of you and it brings something you know out of everybody of of us you know it comes to the oh uh, I need the english word but i'm sorry <laughs> uh, sorry yeah community but but you know each 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 of us has a part, and as we give our parts it brings this fruit yes, combination so I want I want us to today just to look to Jesus in a deeper way and think about him and look to him and say Lord I want to be like you I want to be like you. I, I want to grow in the knowledge of you. I want to grow in the revelation of you. So I can follow you and I can be an example to others of who you are. This is Jesus' desire. This is his desire for you. This is this desire for each of, each, each of us here in this place today. Jesus Christ loved the church. And he gave everything. What about you? Let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. You are so good to us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you don't want to hide yourself from us, but you want to reveal yourself to us. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the revelation of your of your spirit. And we thank you that you work through your spirit, you work in our hearts. That you want to have you, you want us to 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 be closer to you. You want to have us for you for you, just for yourself, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I, I thank you for this for this church, for this fellowship, for my brothers and sisters here. I thank you for the leadership here Lord and I pray that revelation of Jesus would continue revelation of Jesus and this process of knowledge of you knowing you would grow in this church I thank you that you want us to have the same kind of love toward the church as you as you have Lord, I pray your blessing. I pray this understanding and revelation for, for, the, for my brothers and sisters here. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you built your church. I thank you that you, you built your church, the glorious church, the holy church, church that is totally given for your purposes. Church that expresses the kingdom. I thank you that this, this is a purpose. Lord, may your name be exalted. In our everyday life, we want to glorify you by the way we live, by the way we think. We want to bring fruit to you, to your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, Lord, amen.
0: Amen. That was a serious word there. <laughs> Let's give suave a big hand. Thank you. I think, you know, we usually, well, first of all, we want to receive an offering from the Swab. We'd like for you to consider giving him some money.